and <laughs> Pond that's story. Right, that's right. I mean, that's so I have a an unfair attitude against <laughs> it. The only time I I watched it was when I was waiting to watch a. Watch Harry and the Hendersons. Now that you're old and curmudgeon you'll understand yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> Good word, by the way. Good word. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review Steve Jobs, not the person, the movie based on the man. Uh, this is starring Michael Fassbender, Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen, Jeff Daniels. And so far, it sounds like a comedy, doesn't it? Uh, given that cast, uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs. Let's let's first listen to the trailer. What do you do? You're not an engineer. You're not a designer. You can't put a hammer to a nail. I built the circuit board. The graphical interface was stolen. So how come 10 times in a day, I read Steve Jobs as a genius? What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. I hear you've been worse than usual this morning. I didn't think that was possible. It's a system error. Fix it. Fix it? Yeah. We're not a pit crew at Daytona. This can't be fixed in seconds. You didn't have seconds. You had three weeks. The universe was created in a third of that time. Well, someday you'll have to tell us how you did it. <laughs> I'm begging you to manage expectations out there. You see how this reminds you of a friendly face? It's warm and it's playful and inviting and it needs to say hello. If you keep alienating people for no reason, there's be no one left for it to say hello to. Your Apple stock was worth $441 million. Well, your daughter and her mother are on welfare. She's not my daughter! You must be able to see that she looks like you. You're issuing contradictory instructions. You're insubordinate. You make people miserable. Even if that were true. Doesn't sound that diabolical to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jacob, for, for dropping that. Uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint a portrait of the man at its epicenter. The story unfolds backstage at three iconic product launches ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. Uh, I am your host, Brandon Rabar, joined by my co-hosts. Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson, as always. Jacob, I'm going to shoot it over to you first. Steve Jobs, your overall thoughts on this movie? Sure. Um, I guess real quick, uh, did you say it was directed by Danny Boyle? Sure, Danny. Good call. It and was. I think more importantly, written by Aaron Sorkin. Also very important. Yes. Yeah. Information. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to bring those points up because uh, you know, were y'all aware of this going into the movie? About both of those? I was, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I figured it'd be, you know, high dialogue. And, I mean, it was, it was I'll just say this. It was every bit of an Aaron Sorkin movie, more than it was a Danny Boyle movie. For sure, yeah. Um, just dialogue just blasted throughout the entire movie. And really, for a movie that was kind of long, I two didn't feel like it two was. Minutes. Yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like it was a two-hour movie, yeah. like some of the ones we've seen this year. So that means I enjoyed it. And I did enjoy it. Um, I more so am enticed by the story um, as opposed to breaking down the man that is Steve Jobs. Um, I will say this, since I knew this review was coming, I watched the movie Jobs starring Ashton Kutcher. That's Kuchard. good. I'm glad that you watched that for, 
yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you watched it. And uh, wow, what a completely different movie. And to be honest with you, I thought we were going to get a more of a storyline like that where right. it starts young. I mean, look, that jo- uh, Jobs in 2013 is when it came out. It kind of bounced back and forth and present to past and present right. to past and all over the place. And and this sort of stayed, you know, 1984, 1988, and then 1998, I believe right. that's yep. right, um, in that order. And then, like, with a very quick flashbacks here and there of, like, maybe something that was uh, influential. Um, all I'd say is I thought it would be more like that. I'm still on the fence if I wanted it to be more like that. That's so funny. Uh, Rachel and I talked a little bit about it, and I think we felt the same way. Um, I, well, I always go last, so I'll, I'll save my thoughts on that. Rachel, go ahead. I did think that it, the way the story was laid out was a little bit weird. Obviously all these things did not happen right before he went out to right. do these presentations and admitted, like I, I read about it afterwards and like, like obviously this didn't all happen, but that's just how they chose to tell the story, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a weird choice, but I do appreciate that they didn't. Um, cover his whole life because it's really hard to cover a man's life in two hours. I mean, I mean, from like the other one did, I felt like that was one of the many faults of the first one is that they tried to cover too much and not enough time. And they missed out a lot of um, stuff about his personal life. Uh, as far as like the, the jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher, right. there was no connection there with his daughter. So like all this, they hate each other and all of a sudden they love each other, but there was, they didn't cover that at all in the story. Yeah. Like I said, it was just uh, one of many there problems were with that. certainly so. a lot of unanswered questions in jobs. Yes. And so I felt like doing it in this format helped answer a lot of those questions. But here's the thing though. I'm not sure if I would have understood some, some yep. things of this movie if I had not watched Jobs. That's exactly Absolutely. why I said I was glad that you watched yeah. it because I thought the same thing as I was watching it because they kind of throw you right in expecting that you know some about Steve Jobs already. Uh-huh. And had I not seen Jobs, even though it was a terrible movie, I would have been completely lost on everything yep. they were talking about. Yep. The only the only character, I'm sorry, the only real person I know about relating to Steve Jobs is Steve is Wozniak. Yeah, Woz, same, yeah. same here. Yeah. And and seriously, without that Jobs movie, I I too I would, I'll chime in. I would have also been lost. I was going to say the same thing. That was going to be uh, what I said. It's I actually think that the storyline for the first one was better for Jobs with Ashton Kutcher. Like I liked what they did, but this one was an infinitely better movie. It was better acted. It was better directed. It was better. Written. The dialogue was much much better. crazy better. Way uh, better. So this was a much better movie. But I really did like the format. Um, and storyline of the first because it did I see what you're saying they threw a lot at you they did I just don't know and maybe if it would have been written better that's true I would have preferred it to do it that way but I just don't know if you can fit in all that information about him in in a two hour movie if you do it that way look this one was better five minutes into it I was like okay oh absolutely absolutely I mean because I mean the most striking thing is Michael Fassbender is a much, 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 much better actor than Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> I actually feel bad we're for Ashton much, Kutcher. We're pretty much going to be uh, discussing Jobs just as much as we are Steve Jobs. You kind of have to. They came out so close together. Yeah. And really, I mean, I do think that this movie did benefit from that first one coming out. Um, I actually would probably have a lot of issues with this movie's with this movie if I hadn't seen it I'd be really mad I was like mm-hmm. I didn't know who these people were what yeah. the what the relevancy of all these things that they were talking about were had I not seen that first one so it's it's even though that first movie sucked this one kind of owes <laughs> owes a thank you 
to that first movie. Um, I feel I completely agree. I but, mean, uh, there are characters that were in this movie, uh, specifically Joanna Hoffman, and uh, I know Andy Hertzfeld. That you know, I guess a real person, whatever. He yeah. was kind of in it, but very, very like right. quickly in in the 2013 version. And so I kind of had to get out my phone and be like, okay, who's who here? Okay, Kate Winslet's character. I hate, I hate saying character. What's the right word to say that? Um, well. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, she wasn't even in okay. the the second right. in the the, the 2013 yeah. version. Yeah. So it's like, what did I and miss? She was here? obviously or, such a huge part. I guess of so, the right? Story, and that's the part where it, either there. That's where the part where there's probably gaps in the 2013 version. Right. I mean, I I kind of been going back and forth if I like the 2013 version better. Look, I mean, to be honest with you, it, it's not better. Like this is it's atrocious. Right. It's an awful movie. Right. Right. It's it's. This this movie is the better movie, I right? Mean, for all the reasons that you that. just said, right? But the way they but, told the story. but the way they told that story, yeah. I, I kind of prefer that because I like to see what he was. I mean, I didn't realize he was that that much of a hippie, and you know, in the right. early seventies and whatnot. It and, was a much more interesting and, um, story the first time. The, the, you got a better you know view of who he was, and you got a better sense of how badly he screwed was. Yes, yes that, and I also yes. loved how they built the computers. How I saw how they built the the boards and right. the ideas behind the designs, and of course. You know, I grew up having a Mac in my house in the in the eighties. I mean, we had three computers by the mid nineties in my house. My we were just a tech family, and so I was very familiar with some things, elements. So there's some nostalgia there too, and I think that's why I got a lot more of that out of the 2013 version than this yeah. one because it's yeah, this, so dialogue driven. Yeah, and it did tell a lot of holes from the 2013 version. But as far as imagery and things that I recognize, it's in the 2013 version for me, yeah, right. yeah, which is just blowing my mind because it's not a good movie. No. <laughs> uh, but is it? <laughs> if, <laughs> but it's not. if somehow they could have put the two together. Yeah. Take, take the basic skeleton outline of what 2013 was, but then take all the talent that was involved. Yeah. In this the writing one. and the actors Here, and everything yeah. else. And here's the deal with this one also. And the, and the terrible makeup. You know, I, I know one. exactly what they were doing with the whole, you know, each launch. It was all based on these three launches. And it was basically three acts. And it was three acts of his life that were all very important, all those things. I get that. And in a way, it was it was kind of theatrical. I thought it the same thing. It was very much like a play. Yep. It, it could have been a live play. But it was also really gimmicky to me. I'm like, okay, well, I see what you're doing here. And on one end, I could say that it's clever. But really, I just kind of feel like it's gimmicky. And it's so unrealistic you know who, to me. You know why that is? It's because that's how Aaron Sorkin writes all of his dialogue. I mean, if you've ever seen The West Wing yep. and uh, what's the other one? Um, I never watched much ER, but the Sports Night. Oh, right, right. Okay, right. so like, you know, look, there's other movies out there by Sorkin that I think are great that work really well. Social Network. Yeah, Social Network. Um, anything with courtroom drama, obviously, I'm talking about um, a, few, a Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah. Um, and Moneyball. I yeah. think those work really well. They do. But I'm right there with you. I thought that the whole time. It's like, it's like do people talk like this? Do, right. do, do they. And this is the ER part of it, where they're walking and talking. Oh, well, and West Wing. Walking and talking, walking and talking. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so that's why it's like, is this. How much can I buy into this? And how much can you buy into the fact that I mean, I know for a fact, I don't the limited amount that I know about Steve Jobs and his story whatever, I don't know. But here's what I do know. I know that right before everyone launches, not the 
the three most important people in his life are each going to have some <laughs> big, crucial, life-shattering yep. thing like five minutes before he goes on stage, and he has to take care of each segment of his life, his personal life, his business life, his, I mean, yep. his well, daughter. It's, it's like, always Wozniak, and it's always Scully, or it's always his daughter, it right. seems yes, like. Yes, exactly. And, and, and well, I mean, admit it. They admitted like there's this, this is not at all the way that it happened. This was how we did they chose. admit it. Yes, not in the movie. She's not saying in the that's movie. What, in the what? article she read. Oh yeah. well, I mean, but that's in an article. I mean, like, but but that's what I'm saying. It was gimmicky. Well, and like, even in the movie, they admitted like, oh, why do I keep having these conversations right before? They, they kind of so did, they like, they pointed like is, we is that, get. But that is that this cheap is... though? Is that cheap when right. you do that? That's what I'm saying. Like you can take either side of it. You can say this is kind of cool and clever. And brilliant way to tell it, or you feel like this is gimmicky and kind of cheap. And in a way, and I lazy. agree with both and of lazy. that. Like, it's like I can see it being yeah. clever or lazy. Yeah, because it's like, how do we tell this whole story of this man in thirty years and what he's done? Oh, I know, we can just do these these three acts and just tell it all through behind the stage. I think it's I interesting. Be- I, and I, I mean, I, I, what you just said, I admire it, but at the same time, we we missed out on so much stuff. Yeah, you know, if you hadn't seen two thousand thirteen jobs you'd be like wait next and, and yeah. Uh, yeah apple two and yeah. what because well in the that? macintosh project that that being a different thing yeah. would be really confusing if you because yeah. macintosh and apple are kind of the same thing to right. me before i walked into the first jobs movie yeah that was that's the same thing i didn't understand it was two different projects how you can get pulled off one and put on another wouldn't have made any sense to me well and you don't really get a sense for why he became such a big deal and and like you said, how he screwed was that you know if you hadn't seen that one, you know the whole thing about you know. Uh, I mean, they covered I, I don't that play he's, the instrument. I I conduct or whatever. You and definitely all that. see I mean, that he screwed was. Interesting analogies. Yeah, but, and but, and Steve Jobs, but in Jobs, you watch him do it. Right. right. It's exactly. not like a flashback or a discussion. You actually see him constantly screwing him over. Right. See, and I was already like, like I felt like this movie got a lot of. Um, like I forgave a lot because of I was filling in the gaps from the first movie. Yes. Like I was already connected and bonded to Waz immediately right. because of the first movie. Right. Now if I'd only seen what I saw in this movie, would I have been? I don't know. Because I wouldn't have seen his backstory. I wouldn't have seen how brilliant he well, was. And I wouldn't we have also, seen like, what a cool forgiving guy he was and all those things. Also, after we saw Jobs the first time, we actually went and fact-checked everything. Right. As we do, we went and like read the whole story of Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. So we had a good basis from from that movie and from our research both going into this movie to understand where we were jumping in. So as best you all can, just forgetting about the 2013 version, if I were to ask you yes or no, was this a good movie? What would you say? As much as it sounds like I've been criticizing, it's because I do have issues with it. But I think it was a good movie. I think I it's a good it. movie. It's, it's not a, a great movie, movie I, yeah, but I, I think it's a good movie. I think we're... we're well, I have. I think it's, it's this 2013 it version that's just totally throwing me off. Yeah. I have a lot. I think I didn't mind it as much as either one of you two. Uh, the way they chose, I understood that's just how they chose to tell the story. They could, could they have told it in a way that oh, I, I would have preferred more? Yeah, yeah, they could have. They didn't. I didn't hate yeah. the way that they did it. I thought it was interesting, but I still really would have liked to have seen the process of building some of those computers. Right. No, I agree. I yeah. I would have yeah. preferred them do it yeah. a different way, but because they chose to do it this way, that's. That's okay. I think their movie would have been better if they would have done it a different way, but it wasn't a bad movie. Here, here's a question or uh, for y'all. Did did y'all know that supposedly Fincher was scheduled to direct this? I, you know what? I'd completely forgotten about that, but like 
That rings a bell. I did All not right, know so that. Were, okay, well, either way, were there elements while watching this that remind you somewhat of Social Network with the music? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially the music, I thought. Yes. Um, but just kind of how, I don't know, I don't, I don't, kind of how the story was told, I guess. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can I'm not saying it's told exactly how the Social Network was, but the music is what got me the most, and it didn't feel like a Danny Boyle movie to me. Danny Boyle movies are often on a on a, a steady cam, yeah, on a handheld cam, and there there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of things going on, and that really didn't seem the case here. It seemed very still, which is fine. I'm okay because I still thought it looked really good. You're right, though. That is an interesting point. Yeah, and and really, it's you know, there's a lot of parallels too because I mean, you're you're dealing with a, a brilliant billionaire. Uh, subject matter, the social media age, the technology age, and all those things. There really are quite a few similarities between this and social network. You almost wonder if they kind of use that as a blueprint. Like they storyboarded it before Danny Boyle came on? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. Like if Fincher yeah. was involved, I mean, that really is a possibility. I haven't looked into all that, but I had just heard that. And then after watching it, like, or while during watching it, I just thought that. I was curious if y'all ever thought yeah. about that at all i didn't but that's a good point yeah. we haven't talked much about the performances uh fassbender was was really was awesome. really good he was fantastic he was, uh, and kate Winslet was awesome as yeah, well especially for such a uh, really a not really that important character could have been she right. made her she really made it critical she made it known. and big yeah i yeah, agree especially in that third act when she yes. lost it i thought that well was especially cool. with the whole thing with the daughter and all that i also wondered if there were always rumors about their relationship and so therefore they chose to write her Write some of that dialogue to answer those rumors. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. When when she expresses, you know, I love you and and things like right. that. Or like, hey, why didn't we ever sleep together? Like, they make those kind of cheap jokes. Right. I wonder if there must have been rumors or something. Good call. Because I mean, if not, then it was just for the audience that's just watching it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have needed that, right? Because I wouldn't have really thought that. So yeah, there must have been that's certainly across their mind. But in that third act, I thought Kate Winslet was amazing. I thought she totally she held up her own to Fassbender, who is a fantastic actor. Anyway, I mean, he's one of the best actors out there right now that no one really knows that much about unless you're yeah he's you know, fantastic he's, he's really really good you don't think you're having a bizarre overreaction to a 19 year old girl allowing her mother to list her own house she could have tried she's supposed to stop her mother that particular mother from living she gave her blessing she... to sell the house and she did it despite me i don't care if she put a pipe bomb in the water heater you're going to fix it now She's been acting weird for months. She's turned on me. Fix it. What the? Fix it, Steve. Take it easy. Fix it, or I quit. How about that? I quit and you never see me again. How about that? Tell me what's wrong with you this morning. What's been wrong with me for 19 years? I've been a witness, and I tell you I've been complicit. I love you, Steve. You know how much. I love that you don't care how much money a person makes. You care what they make. But what you make isn't supposed to be the best part of you. When you're a father, that's what's supposed to be the best part of you. And it's caused me two decades of agony, Steve, that it is for you. The worst. <sighs> It's a little thing. It's a very small thing. Fix it. Fix it now. Or you can contact me at my new job. Working anywhere I want. 
He uh, he actually um, is what uh, led us to do our top five list. We're going to do our top five favorite actors. Be sure to listen to our other podcast, our top five uh, kind of in honor of Michael Fassbender, up and coming actor. And of course, we called Kate Winslet the the best actor of her generation on last week's podcast. Yeah, uh, but those two were were both fantastic, and they played off each other very well. And really, the the movie, you know leans heavily on those two yeah. and their relationship so you need two really good actors jeff daniels was also really good uh yeah, but also seth really rogan good. was surprisingly good he was I, I once didn't... i got over the fact that it was seth rogan yeah yeah i it kept waiting for him to crack a joke well yeah. the only part that kind of threw me is at the very beginning when you first meet him and he kind of laughs and he has a <laughs> like stoner yep. laugh i was yeah. like oh it's <laughs> seth rogan but yeah. actually in the really dramatic parts later in the movie i thought he did really well with those uh, surprisingly yeah, well okay. for who, it's just seth for, rogan for is... seth rogan it was surprisingly good yeah I mean, i'm not saying he's it was like the greatest but performance it, but of it's all for time, what but... you just said though it's because you just can't step away from knowing that he's Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I can see, but why I didn't. They, I didn't have a problem with it, you know. And I can see why they chose him from the standpoint of, I mean, he kind of, he's kind of a Waz guy. He's kind of little chunky, big guy, he's, curly he's, hair, he's, big beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's goofy. And Waz, in real life, from everything I've read, yeah, he's, he's a goofy, goofy, funny guy. And so, I mean, I see, I see why they chose him. I, uh, it is a little, slightly, slightly. Hard to believe Seth Rogen is like one of the most brilliant men to you know. Ever <laughs> oh live. yeah, no. So that part like is I mean, kind of hard to get past for too. sure. But I did like actually one of my favorite moments in the entire movie was when Waz finally kind of stood up to um, Jobs at the final yeah. you know uh, launch and let him know, hey, seriously, you know, one, what do you do? And you haven't given anybody credit, and and I love the whole. You're giving me a pass, like you think. Yeah, right. You know, I actually thought those were really good me. scenes where really they wouldn't let anyone leave the theater. Well, they the, while the two of them had it out, and yeah. they kind of felt like that awkwardness coming on. Yeah, yeah that was probably but my that favorite was scene really movie. cool back and forth dialogue. Well, I don't, that was really good, but also the one with him and Kate Winslet in the back room, where she kind of expressed her feelings yeah. while right. trying to convince him to you know be good to you know to do make it right with his daughter. I um, wonder that was a really good scene as well. I agree totally. Well, I, so was the one where they were jumping back and forth between him and Scully, uh, Jeff uh, Daniels' Jeff character, Daniels, yeah. where, where they're in the hallway from. Well, that argument to him going to his house in the you know in 1985 that, yeah, that was and having to let him go. So there's a yeah. good editing technique yes. where they're telling two different stories at once. Both, but that, that was a really good scene. I mean, it was a really well done movie. Which is, I mean, we 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 recognize that for sure. You know. It's it's obvious from both the movies uh, that Steve Jobs must have been a pretty big jackass, huge uh, dick. <laughs> you know, and and you know, on one side, some people probably think he's brilliant. Some people probably think he's an arrogant thief. I kind of lean towards just based on the movies and what I've read, kind of an arrogant thief. Hundred uh, percent. Um, and so I wonder because it is a movie. You know, in the third act, they really kind of changed his character. And I know he was older, mature, and he'd kind of been humbled by the whole next thing and all that. And he was in a different phase in his life. So I do wonder if the real life Jobs was a better man at the, you know, towards the end of well, his he life. He was like or, that in the 2013 version, too. Right. He was. From what I've dude. read like about he him, he did, he did soften. I mean, I, I he was so. still a dick. I hope so. But but he did soften in his later years, from what right. I've read about him. Have either of you watched Halt and Catch Fire? It was no. the TV no. show that came on AMC. Do you know what I'm talking uh, yeah, about, I know though? What you're about. That's actually a real similar 
storytelling as well to Steve Jobs and kind of demanding much a lot from his engineers and then running with the product. Well, I, never mind. I won't. I won't talk too much more about it since neither one of you seen it, but it's real similar as well. Kind of Mark Zuckerberg too. I mean, really, both these billionaire guys. It's a little bit different. I mean, Zuckerberg really. What I mean, he. he I say I don't know if I can compare that one. Well, but I mean, but he did steal the idea. Sure, sure. I'll I'll give you that. He stole the idea. He stole the idea. I mean, he definitely Zuckerberg's. But the thing is that the twins wanted to uh, take advantage of him and his engineering skills. So in that case, Zuckerberg won. They're both even though it was I think they're both their billionaire idea. jackasses. <laughs> yeah. who, who that's owe an interesting a lot comparison, of, though. Yeah, who owe a lot of their money to to other people. Uh, it's really hard to root for Steve Jobs in both both films. The original really and this one. really dislike Steve Jobs. Yeah, I hate that I have an iPhone. Yeah, I've just never even thought about the fact. Like I know that they're end to end control, and that's what I hate about apples. And I also hate like that you have to buy special tools just to open them up yeah when i worked at a computer shop i was like this is stupid why can't you just open it with a screwdriver but i never thought of like how egotistical and dickish that move actually is yeah but at the same time at least they didn't change the charge cord every time you bought a new phone (laughs) (laughs) you don't remember that like yeah they do no 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 like this these (laughs) i5 the the fives or whatever but they've changed them first time they changed it but like every other phone I had before I got an iPhone. I don't know. I've had an iPhone for years. We're going to start but every time I see right now, but. every time I see a Jobs movie, I just want to chuck my phone and have nothing to do with it. Well, him. I know what you mean. I mean, I know you I know what you're saying <laughs> about feeling like a sellout, but I've always loved Mac products. Um, of course, I'm a graphic design degree, so you know, those are the better design tools. And then, you know, I just love the idea of the phones and the simplicity behind it because PCs can be. And look, we're going to go down the whole tech road, obviously. <laughs> but I totally get what you're saying because, um, well, there's probably a lot of things out there that I could feel sell out of tours. And yeah, I, I get that. I, I just, I never thought about the way that he designed or he, he told other people to design things because I feel like he's just like, hey, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, like a, a little thing that you could keep in your pocket that had music on it. Do it. Yeah. I feel like that was all Steve Jobs yeah, did. I was, had no idea how to do hey, it. Guys, but I want cool a transporter. Too. Make it. Give me your money. The end. Well, I'm the, the guy that made the he's transporter. He's the visionary and he's the entrepreneur. He's, and then they're the tech. And that, they're the and socially awkward so kids. Much and business he's business models are made though. You have he's your tech the charismatic you have your visionary guy. leaders. I agree with what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying, and yeah. I know what you're saying, and I agree with it. But I go back to the root of him and Waz, and I think that's where, oh, for that's, me, that's sad. That's where things got screwed. Because really, Waz should have been. Everybody should know Waz Waz's made name. Apple. He should be, He it's made him. Apple. He made the home computer. Uh, he made Apple too. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, uh, and, and got all no his credit ideas for it. Were right on, and all those things. And I feel like that's where Steve Jobs really became. Now, once Apple happened, and he, you know, he became a visionary, and I get all that. But the root of it is what I really hate, where he screwed Waz in the beginning. That's just simple business structures. Though. That's what they study in business school. I'm serious. And, and that's, you know, yeah. well, I mean, I'll I, never... I can't argue with him. He's a huge billionaire. <laughs> right. I, it doesn't mean he's any it, less of a thief yeah. jackass. Yeah. Though. No, I, I, I understand. This is why I'll never be a great business person. And why I never <laughs> want to advance to a leadership role. Because in order to do it, you have to do some pretty shady stuff and step on some people. Well, you just had to motivate him, and that's how he chose to motivate people. And sometimes, you know, being it's just like coaching in a way. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. you can be an anger yeah. coach, and sometimes you can be a player's coach. That's true. So that's just a, it's just a style, and that's his style. 
But and it kind of, if he didn't bother me watching it, how everybody was like, you're a genius, you're a genius. Like in the movie, yeah. and they're like, oh, you're a dick, but I love you. And I'm like, why? He's just a dick. Why does everybody <laughs> like this guy? So, I mean, in, in person, he must have been more charismatic or motivating, motivating than he than he is portrayed in film because otherwise everybody would be like, you're a dick, I'm done. You know, like, I think they tried to make him a little bit more charismatic in Jobs, the 2013 one, but I just don't think Ashton Kutcher could do the balance. That's probably true. I, I think in this one, they, they really kind of ignored that. So I don't know if it, whether it was or not, but I feel like, from what I remember, you've watched it more recently, mm-hmm. I feel like, and maybe that was because he was... More oh, he was much rougher, more of a dick, whatever, in the 2013, Well, by I mean, far. considering him being like talking to his daughter the way that he did and yeah. they they were not trying to polish him up in, yeah, in this certain movie. They were yeah. actually trying to make him really bad at the first so I think sure. they could redeem him a little bit more at the end without making a huge That's shift. All he had to do is be less of a dick and you would consider him a better guy at the I end of this it's movie. In the 2013, Ashton Kutcher can't be a dick because he himself is a nice <laughs> dude. I don't think he's a good enough actor. No, he's not. Yeah. So like, what true. was being written was he was really dickish, but he was doing it in such an Ashton Kutcher yep. way. Yeah, that, like, it didn't really translate. Really just punking the guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, but we all liked it, even though we had issues with yeah, it. Yeah, my guess is that it might come up for a nominated for a screenplay. Yeah, I, I, I could see I'm that. I'm sure there might be a couple acting nods. I, I think I'd be Fassbender fine Winslet could be nominated, but I think that by the end of the year, right, right. more people will come out. Maybe Winslet. I still have yet to see a movie or a acting role yet where I like that guy's going to win. I agree with that. You know the only one that really, really stands out to me, and I would have to look at my list to really know, Oscar Isaac for Best Supporting Actor for uh, Ex Machina. That's the only one that really like stands out to me as far as like. I will leave that when I see it. I'm worried people are going to have forgotten about that movie by the time the Oscar comes around. Yeah, I'm forgotten sure. It. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right. There hasn't been a standout nah. performance. But we're just hitting. Now we're hitting yeah. good yep. times. So yep. that's true. There's gonna be we'll start really seeing all, all the great movies. Uh, it is uh, anything less to say about Steve Jobs? Not me. Okay. That is Pulp Fiction on Steve Jobs. Now we're going to. Uh, go on to the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching this week. Uh, TV shows, movies, commercials, trailers, videos, whatever it may be. What have you guys been watching this week? Jacob. Um, so obviously I watch Jobs, so I won't talk about that. Um, I finished Narcos. Uh, did Misty finish it? Did you? Did either of you two watch it? I haven't watched <laughs> it yet, but I really want yet. to. Misty finished it. She said she liked it, but she felt like it started off a lot better than it finished. That's a good way to put it, actually. I... I think it's just because I wanted to keep on watching it, and I wasn't ready for the season to be over. Right? Maybe that's the way, same thing for her too. I mean, it's insane, and I already said all this in, in a previous podcast. Just, it's still a really, really solid show. Yeah, totally check it out. It. And it's, and I watched uh, all ten episodes. See, so I watched the first three, and then I just binged through the seven, and I didn't want to stop. If it weren't for uh, OU football game on Saturday, I would have just kept going. Really? Oh yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the other two little other older movies I've watched. I watched Major League for the first time in a long time. I love God, Major League. Major League is a I, good movie. I still quote it to this it's day. It's so funny. And F then you Joe Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So you know whatever. Dude, it's, when I hear it's a Wild Thing, I still think of Major League to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, there's so many great things about it. Oh, I, mean, I love it. Look at Wesley Snipes. You know, in that, and I actually went through his resume. Because I mean, he had only done one other sports movie prior to that with Goldie uh, Hawn. 
uh, as a what? main character. I guess she's a what coach of a it? football team. I never heard of oh, it. Oh, was it? Um, um, but you know, it's just funny to see skinny Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Then move into the Blade roles and yeah. Demolition Man and that kind of stuff. And props for watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I still love that movie. Oh, I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I mean, yeah. I'm, that's just the Kevin Costner glory days. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, and that, that and the Christian 80s. Slater sexy days. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Those late 80s, early 90s uh, Kevin Costner movies were, he was on fire. He was, he was, he was good. And Alan Rickman's best role of all time. Oh, Alan Rickman. I was thinking of Alan Arkin. I was like, who? Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. He was so good in uh he was so good in Die Hard. He was. He was. Yeah. Man, he was so good in Robin Hood. Uh Rachel, what have you watched lately? Not a lot. Just make something I, up. Okay. What TV I shows? Did, you, I did finish watching uh Project Greenlight. Uh so did Misty uh. and I. Uh I don't like that director. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. And yet, uh, it is a really interesting look into how movies are made and things like that because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, the whole time are like, I really like him. He's you got to be a jerk. I mean, they basically were like, you have to be this opinionated, egotistical oh, jerk to be a good director. So the TV show again? Uh, they select a director out, out of all these submissions and then uh, HBO actually provided him the budget to make this movie. He had three million three and a half yeah mil. 3.5 million and basically it was matt damon and uh ben affleck's pet project or you know kind of baby uh idea like five six seven eight years ago you know off the strength of goodwill hunting there were two unknowns that made it big so they're like hey we want to give other people a chance right. yeah it was a way so, to give back right. kind of right so um, is this guy just not good at his job or is he just a jerk you, you he, want to know what it is he th- he's like a little mini steve jobs this- in that he <laughs> well, because he's such a huge jerk and he thinks he's so brilliant, but he's not. He, okay. Like, uh, we officially know he's not because they have released his movie on HBO now. Right. Um, and, and Steve Jobs probably is brilliant. I shouldn't say that. But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, he, he gets all this credit. So, so this whole time he's – this guy is so upset he, he wants it on film. He demands it be filmed on film. Oh, not digital. Not yeah. digital. Um, is so particular about shots and lighting and like all, all that's good, but they like when they're going through the final cuts for his movie, they're like, dude, there's some major plot holes in here that we need. Like, uh, he was fighting with the producer. The producer actually saved some money for him to be able to do some reshoots and stuff like that. And he was like, why didn't why didn't she tell me? I'm a little upset that she didn't tell me that we had all these money sitting we behind instead of being like that, uh, if we're doing a sequence. stunt, yeah. right? Uh, and instead of being like, I'm grateful that now I can go back and fix some of these problems. So, uh, like the head of HBO is telling him, you have these plot holes that you need to fill, and he's like, ah, oh, this film is overexposed. Like we 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 need to redo these shots and. HBO guy saying you have much bigger problems than one shot being slightly overexposed, but he was just so focused on the technical side of things. Yeah. Um, so they released this movie. I watched. I it's, watched. It's um, it is. It is interesting, but I just really hate this director. His name's Jason Mann. So I, I started watching the movie. It is not funny. It is so boring. I even tried to pay attention to the technical stuff because he was so concerned about it, and I. I didn't even think he was that good of a director. Uh, the cuts were a little bit weird to me in it. And I only got through maybe 30 minutes of it and I fell asleep. It's so boring. 
And the reviews, the reviews on it were terrible. And it's I got just admit, awful. I watched this whole project Greenlight with Misty, and you watch it, and you know you get to know these people. And normally, when you watch like some sort of reality thing, you want to root for that person to do well because you've kind of like he was gone so along entitled. I'm like, you he won a, this contest; a, it's such a gift, and the whole time, like immediately as soon as they gave it to him, he went backstage and told him, "I need it on film." I got to do this on film and fire the writer and, I don't and like fire him. the writer. I don't like him immediately after they gave him the job. Like Instead of like being joyous, uh, like, yay, I won and uh, I get to make right. a $3.5 million film with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, get my bag and, and HBO Peter Farrelly and- is involved and HBO's is producing it. Uh, huh. but, but the biggest thing was like, for me was I watched this whole thing and I actually rooted for his movie to fail which is so weird because you normally get emotionally invested and, and want to see these people yep. succeed and so as, as soon as it was over i knew that because uh, hbo was releasing it uh you know the very next day i was like oh i bet your reviews are out so i went to look at reviews and like everyone were like it's horrible terrible. movie boring it's, this guy yep. like thought he was awesome he thought he was the next wes anderson like uh, you know he just yeah. thought he was brilliant he thought he was the next wes anderson and it sucks so I, I was kind of happy to see all those terrible I reviews. I want to check this out. It, it's definitely watch worth it. watching. Sounds like a like a director's version of a some reality show that I would actually it's watch. Exactly. It, as a movie buff, as someone who loves film, and especially someone who loves the technical side of it, you will really, really like this. Kind of the behind the scenes, how it gets made, and all those things. And he was he got so mad at this producer just because he was hearing what he wanted to hear and not what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't particularly like love her. She did some things that I thought were really stupid. She was kind of a jackass too. She but was not as much as him. N- but and he she was made, usually right. He yeah, he made her out into a bigger jackass yeah. than she really was. Can so, I can I take this completely uh, off subject for a second? Because I just thought of something that I want, I've been meaning to bring up with you all over and over and over again. Have you ever heard of the TV show Face Off on Sci Fi Channel? Yeah, I don't it. know much about it. I don't okay, it's basically the technical version of how you make prosthetics and makeup oh, and cool. all kinds of stuff yeah. in Hollywood. And it's all that part of it, the creative geniuses behind and, and people who are trying to get on the scene. And it's a reality show. It's a contest where you know it goes down to you know, the winner in the end. Um, and it's a fascinating... I love this show. I binge-watched the heck out of it, even whether it's YouTube, iTunes, or I, or I was just recording it live. If you ever happen to chance to watch it, or anyone listening, uh, and you like just see like the creative the creativity that goes behind that stuff, I, I'm sorry, that's totally off. No, it sounds really but, interesting. Uh, it's an awesome show no, where really I don't normally like reality TV shows yeah, at all, or the, or the contest thing. But to see what these people create, and they bring in new people every every season. Um, you know, the host of the show, her father did all kinds of Star Trek and oh, he's like one cool. of the most well-known guys out there. I don't have his name in front of me as far as prosthetics and makeup. He was a pioneer that's and things like cool. that. Anyway, um, that's the kind of, I don't know, the backstage behind this show, whatever. It's an awesome TV show. And so th- listening to y'all talk about Project Greenlight and the directing side of it and having that opportunity made me think about that. Anyway. Sorry. Off, no, it sounds really notes. interesting. No, no. Actually, I do want to watch it. I actually, it's I'd really heard cool. of it, but I didn't know that's what it was. Oh, it's, like it, you. I refuse to watch any reality, but I only reason I watched this because it was about movies and it's HBO. Yeah, so. yeah because and it's, it's art. And, ben and because it's movies, it's more so the art side of it. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Now I see how they do that. It's really, really cool stuff. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I've had time to watch this week. 
And Jason Mann's movie is called The Leisure Class, in case you're curious and want to watch it. Yeah, too. I watched like the first 15 minutes and realized yeah. how terrible it is. Uh, and, I, you know, I piggybacked with you on that because uh, Missy and I just got done watching that. But the, the only thing I'll add is I watch uh, The Beast of No Nation. Uh, oh, did you finish it? No. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to mention, you know, it's the, it's the movie that oh. was made and produced by Netflix that's getting a lot of buzz, a whole lot of buzz. Idris Elba's in it, who I, whom I love. Uh and it's it's very well made. Idris Elba and the the main kid in it are very very good. But it's 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 about two hours and twenty minutes long, and we made it about almost exactly halfway through it. It's really slow, and I don't mind slow movies, but it's. Uh, I mean, I'm going to finish it, but but is it hard to watch? You know, it's. I guess I'll say it's not. Or is as it just boring? It's oh, not as intense go. as I thought it was going to be, you know, because it's about, uh, you know, an African country, war torn, uh, you know, kids, that are, you know, were orphaned and kind of taken in by Idris Elba. And everything I read was he was kind of like this ruthless leader um, and it was kind of terrible to these kids. And he's not all that bad. Like, he's not as bad as I thought it would be. The violence and the, you know, the, the horrible conditions aren't quite as bad as I thought they would be. Um, so it's kind of like Django. Unchained? Unchained? How do you mean? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is... That's you know, how I felt. That's true. He was, was supposed overhyped. to be like this worst, yeah. terrible person. I was that's expecting true. him to do these things that are like I couldn't watch because they were so bad. And I watched it and I was like, oh, I mean, that's bad. Well, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. fighting each other and they made him kill one of the other ones. And then yeah, the whole dog was, scene. And yeah, then, I mean, that's bad. I mean, but, but, but remember how hyped... I mean, they were... Saying, I actually well, I love Django. That was oh, my I favorite love, movie. Oh, I thought it was great, too. I was just a little disappointed at how evil... Leo was because I expected him to be like a whole new level of evil well, it's hard and to making people a bad guy and, and making people fight to the death while it's horrible. I've seen this happen before, not in real life. But right. I mean, yeah, I've seen I, this I in movies. They, they talked like, you know, cause the bar was kind of set by Christoph Waltz in, uh, in glorious bastards. And I didn't really feel like he was as bad as Christoph Waltz. He wasn't. Uh, and but, but I mean I remember the all the buzz was like okay Leo is like despicable in this movie I was like I mean as far as slave owners go he was I give him <laughs> he's a, a pretty I, typical I, slave I, owner I, I give him about a B yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's how you feel feel about Idris Elba in this movie yeah like he's just not a, maybe it gets worse uh, the, it could you're the only half time update that's I'll true. let you know uh, next week when I finish it I also want to mention that we did finally watch it on Golden Pond I forgot about oh, that oh nice we did we finally convinced my brother like you're gonna have to watch it eventually okay let why me not just watch it now were. wasn't bad okay uh, how about your brother did he wasn't hate bad it so no much? he didn't hate it nearly as much as he thought he was going to yeah it's not as bad as stir crazy that's for sure um <laughs> Man, I, it was brutal watching. I can't remember the actor's name, but his character is really tough to watch for about the first half of the movie because he's so negative about. Oh, Henry Fonda. Yes. Oh, Henry Fonda. Yeah, he's great. Everything. But did it make you oh laugh? Oh gosh. Yeah, but it makes you laugh though because he's just. It he's did just at a jerk first. He's messing with everyone. It did at first until I was like, oh my, like, how can you find something negative? Yeah. Absolutely everything anybody's saying he can yeah. find something negative so at first i thought it was funny and then i was like oh my gosh shut up i'm gonna punch you in the yeah, face it's, but you know if you watch it again whatever and he, 
You'll well, start no, to laugh see, a little bit more because you'll understand. If you see how his character develops, right. but watching it for the first time without seeing it, it's like, oh. What'd you think of Catherine yeah. Hepburn in it? She was fantastic. Is she not awesome in it? Yeah, she really is. Yeah. It's it's a good movie. I actually would recommend it. Uh, and how about the music? The piano score? I don't know if you recall it or not. It's really, Yeah, really actually pretty. I do. Now that you bring Just it up. Cool. Yeah, it is really pretty. I mean, it, I, I looked it up, I believe, shot in New Hampshire. Like the whole, did it get nominated for cinematography? It may have. I mean, it's, I think it did. I mean, it's well shot. I mean, it's based off of a play. You can see that, that yeah. element of it yes, as well. Yes, definitely. Um, all the supporting actors and actresses, they're great I loved the relationship with the kid and the between mom. The, oh, oh, okay. Actually, yeah. I liked it between the kid and the mom. Obviously, I liked it between kid and, and dad. Walter. It, yeah. Or, yeah. But, uh, but Ethel, between the Walter, grandma. Yeah. And then Billy. There's, those are your names. Yeah. So, okay. I can what see that with uh, with Billy and, and well, Ethel. Well, because she well. was really accepting of him well, and, and how, trying how to make him. not like Catherine Hepburn in this role. Yeah. She, she was, was just like she's this fantastic. Awesome she was the perfect counterpart to him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. Like, she understood him, and, and that's why she was always hard on. Uh, right. Jane Fonda's character in that movie, and uh, good. I'm glad you finally watched yes. it. I'm, I'm glad that your brother finally was like, "You gave it a shot because it's very good." And it was the number two selling movie in 1981. 81. Because we're in 81. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Which is crazy to believe because um, movies just aren't the same as they used to. No, be. a movie like On Golden Pond absolutely would it not bombed. be the number two movie. Would it be like a top 25? No, you know? probably that crazy? not. Yeah, that's crazy. It's not. I'm so glad you watched it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I got bored just listening to you two watch about uh, talk about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I actually need to watch it. I, I I still need to watch it. You haven't seen it, or you just haven't seen it in a long time. Well, remember my whole Harry and the Henderson Bond <laughs> story. Right. That's right. I mean, that's so. I have a an unfair attitude against it. <laughs> the only time I I watched it was when I was waiting to watch a. Uh, Watch Harry and the Henderson. Now that you're old and curmudgeon-y, you'll understand yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> good word, by the way. Uh, good word. Uh, that is Pulp Fiction, uh, the one where we review Steve Jobs. Be sure to listen to our top five version uh, where we count down our top five favorite actors of all time. Thank you for listening.